Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 105 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. All right, now I got someone special for you. Oh my goddess. So this is another one of my sister friends who I've known for years and years. We connected through an awesome coaching program. Bold heart. Fabian, thank you so much for connecting us. Her name is Lyra. Lyra Kane, and she's amazing. And she's from the school of inspiredlife.com. What she does as an intuitive channel and business coach, she takes high vibrational coaches to at least 1,000 an hour so that they can really start creating a legacy in their work and serving at a greater scale. And so, Lyra, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yay. Hey, hello. <laughs> so happy to be here, Victoria. <laughs> wow. Yay. So good to reconnect with you and to just to share your beautiful work. But here's the thing. This may be the very first time someone is meeting you. And with that being said, could you tell us what exactly it is that you do, but especially what are the three things that you're known for? Yeah, could you tell us? Okay. So I'm known for, uh, well, what exactly am I doing? I'm Lyra Kay. I'm a founder of School of Inspired Life. I, uh, this is the training center for coaches and healers who want to be world-class and uh, launch their own academy certifications, schools, and uh, taking, uh, who, is, who are really looking to take their work to the global level, really affect a lot of people, Im make an impact, being integrative is the gift. I'm really big on that. Like you have a gift, you have to be sharing. This is like awesome where we started to just being able to see how it's possible for everyone. So, and three things I'm known for, definitely people call me psychic. Yes, I'm, I'm, I think I've mastered that. I've been that since I was a toddler forever. Um, I started using it in my business directly and it's, I would say, definitely affected the way I work and the way I charge. Definitely, yes. It's just a different way of being in life. Uh, incredibly empowering and powerful for others and serving so that's why um, another thing I think people talk about tell me that I'm very direct and no nonsense I mean no bullshit <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> I love you because you're so real <laughs> you tell us how it is yes. uh, a huge part of my um, teaching is really showing behind the scenes because it's not always roses I mean it's like almost never roses so it's all about really being transparent about what business path is i believe business can be your spiritual path this is how you grow this is how you heal and that means everything that would happen in life for you to jump somewhere it, it would happen in business hurdles mm -hmm. realities uh, hard work discipline like everything that we would be doing either way in life that's uh the second thing realness um the third thing, I think people often call me that I'm very motherly. A lot of my clients tell me I'm a, you know, like a, like a mother to them. And I was, when I first heard that, I was really surprised. I have five kids. I have five daughters, but I never considered myself maternal because I always felt like those kids are kind of just 
coming and I'm not sure how am I catching up with this? Like, why am I this <laughs> mother figure? <laughs> but then when my clients started saying it, that Lyra, it's with you, it's like I'm in, I'm in my mother's womb. I really feel so held. And then I realized that, you know, part of all of us succeeding is to be held and unconditionally loved. And I think whenever I'm looking at myself and my big progression in life, it happened because of that healing. Somebody else, another woman would hold me and would just kind of like unconditionally love me. And I think for high achievers, it's a big deal. Mm. This is where I have chills because I think high achievers, the way I was brought up or, or grow up, it was always push, 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 go, go, go. Yes. Russian, Soviet Russian. It's like, this is the attitude. It's like, um, you know, a lot of kind of hard work about and suddenly to be held, that's what made me feel just like, oh, everything's allowed. I can be free. I can do what I want. And of course, this is where the whole intuition starts blossoming. Mm -hmm. And my clients are exactly like myself, high achievers, but also wanting that permission perhaps to just relax into the work instead of like racing for the, some kind of a reward out there. <laughs> so those are the three things. Yay, I love it. And I love how the, like the last one was unexpected, but it's so beautiful. You put it so beautifully. The power of being held in unconditional love. Like that's the power of the feminine, this gift of the mother within all of us to just beam that love and how it causes us to blossom. Mm -hmm. I have it nearby. Yeah, I pulled a goddess card this morning and it's Ariatira and it's blossoming. Yes. So this, it says you're just getting started. So have patience with yourself and the process and do not give up. And so that just reminds me of exactly what you said around us as high achievers. But we don't have patience. We're no. not. No, we wanted it yesterday. Next good thing. Next good thing. Where's the... Yeah. the next to the next versus that gentleness and allowing the wealth of wisdom and feeling and passion and beauty to blossom forth out of us just that feeling of permission is what helps the opening so i i love what you said and i'm so happy so happy to hear that you, like you explained it so clearly i'm so happy to hear that in such clear words of exactly how powerful being in the feminine can be. Would mm. you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think uh, for me, it's always been learning, you know, to, I would say not to balance. I always say don't thrive for order or balance because that's not reality. <laughs> thrive for activation, right? Thrive for building up energies. And for me, that was, I think when I'm, thinking of my journey, guys, I mean, anybody who's entrepreneur knows it's about learning. It's a lot about learning and, and getting yourself somewhere where you had not been yet. And for me, it was always about masculine and feminine and you're bringing it up at some point. It's about discipline. It's about don't, don't think that, don't be entitled to success uh, in business because like whatever you do, you have to do your sales. You have to put, you know, you have to count your freaking cash. Like, I mean, all of those things are, like hugely important be logical be strategic be focused that's very masculine and at some point I had to learn that mm. because uh, that was lacking in my life and then I had to learn 
okay and it's also about letting go and surrendering to the flow and being patient and being creative and just letting yourself be in the process and then that was a learning curve because obviously like i've noticed with myself i am slightly obsessive about anything i do i love like i'm passionate you know <laughs> so for me i could always get carried away either with discipline or with uh, let's say creativity and then find myself, oh, okay, let me, uh, okay, wh what's my next growth? And typically it's okay, let's add a little bit of masculine energy, let's add a little feminine, and it's a dance, it's a dance. It's not, I don't think it's about this, you know, trying to wait out and to be balanced, but it's about having it present in your life, I'm big on feng shui, bringing all of the elements in, always being aware and playing with it, playing, and at some point you become, you can i would say you can afford to be playful because you can just like okay i don't have to be always like so regimented there's not always steps to everything you you are the one in charge and at some point we i think that's what i invite entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs to do is to really find their own process that gets them somewhere and trust it and that's huge i think that's where i i got and i feel i'm like right now I'm like, well, I know what I need to do to get myself somewhere else. Mm, this is so powerful. And trust is something that we cannot take for granted, I feel. Like, yeah. this is something that is the lifeblood of not just our work, but our lives as like conscious beings and conscious entrepreneurs. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into maybe a bit of your backstory. Mm -hmm. And so tell us, what was the moment that you decided to really commit to being an entrepreneur to going into this business like was there a certain experience that you had that like kind of gave you an epiphany of oh my goddess this is my time to step in like could you tell us what was that yeah yeah i would say there were a couple of moments first one was the one i always say it's it's often begins like that maybe for women specifically it's when you feel like I'm suffocating here. I have to do this. Like I have to do this. Ah. But it often comes from, you know, feeling maybe hurt, deprived. They call it the dark Lilith uh, drive. You know, it's like, I'm done with this. Like I'm angry right now. I need something for myself. So there was moments like that. So I'm just not, it wasn't a glorious moment, but it looked like I need to stand up for myself. I need to invest in myself. Guys, when I started out, it, everything was dramatic. Uh, I was doing my work since I was 17 years old. I was a spiritual teacher. I was a healer, my, my, an artist. My life was with people, thousands of people around the world creating communities. So I'm very familiar with the work. Business was not, I didn't even know the word. I didn't know the word coach. So for, when I at some point felt I was moving a lot around the countries. I lived in, you know, I'm from Estonia. Actually, I'm Russian from Estonia. I lived in England, France. I was in Boston at some point in the East Coast. Guys, is you there? <laughs> and then when I moved to California, I remember this, maybe this entrepreneurial vibe. But by the way, I moved because I had a psychic prediction. That was pretty crazy, taking all my family <laughs> to California just on that, on that calling. But it was, I think, the right thing to do. And 
when we came here, I was still doing art and then I felt I'm too abstract. It's too far away from reality. I'm not sure what the people are all about. And I'm a big introvert, even though it's working with people, but not really kind of being very connected. It's a weird combination. And at that point I felt, no, I want to be connected. And I remember I had this open house in, a, in my uh, house where we just put the art out and said, everybody come. We made a lot of friends, made a lot of new neighbors. And they said, who wants to be my guinea pig? I remember when I said it, it like literally, I don't know why I said it. It's like so weird. <laughs> at that party, I said, who wants to be my guinea pig? Uh, come and I'll do something with you. And I'm a psychotherapist, trained psychotherapist in my 20s. And I was like, well, it's going to be some kind of psychotherapy art. Who knows? And when I started doing it, I'm like, that's not therapy. That's not art. What is it? I googled word and I found word coach. Oh, coaching school. Yeah, that's how it started for me. And that was like, and that was my first draw. I was like, I need to do this. And it obviously cost cash. And I was like, I don't have the cash. So I'm going to freaking do whatever it takes. And that was my first kind of like decision. And then I was getting carried away with everything. So the next waking point was maybe a year or two years in, like a year and a half in. I was hustling so much. I was running, doing the pie. I was really doing 30 things or maybe 100 things for business. Oh my gosh. And cash was like that minuscule. And I remember my husband gave me an ultimatum at some point because I was working Saturdays. I, was, I became a workaholic, so it wasn't a pretty sight. Mm. And so my waking point for business, that's what I call my waking point and my... That, moment when my husband stood in the kitchen and said Lira you have to sort out your shit like I mean that was dramatic and I was like how dare you I sacrificed myself all of those people I'm enlightening people in the world look at all those women telling me how I saved their lives and he said yeah but you have nothing to show for it and what we know is that you're not here present with us your kids all left teenagers were going through hard times I was not I was like in my clouds writing books about happiness doing this whole thing and that was when I remember I said I have like gives me chills I have to get a grip like I can't play this business game anymore I actually have to make cash and that was when I first time I got obsessed with learning guys such a trivial nasty word kind of people think sales because I was good at everything else I was good at I was absolutely great at delivering my work so I'm still you know still am this is just my drive, integrity, my passion, my life. I'm, you know, 30 years of doing the work because I can do the work. But I, I got okay with marketing. I could, I had the workshops, people were coming, I had clients, but I didn't know how to charge properly mm-hmm. because whatever I was charging, 100 per hour, just wasn't doing anything for me. I was just paying out for all the trainings I was doing. And I was like, there's nothing. And you know, taxes, you, you file your taxes, you see there's nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's nothing there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and at the same time, you see, I was not present with the fam. So it's not like you playing it at your, on your own terms. No, you are actually taking time. Like I was stealing time from my family to be able to do this, but not with nothing uh, as a return. And when I started learning sales, that's when for me it became like, okay, because that's how you actually make cash. It's by making sales. It's not by talking about yourself or your stuff. 
not by do even you know doing the work of course i mean you have to be good at what you do but that's not enough you have to know that business side of your work and that's how i that was like a wake up call and luckily as soon as i made a, that in my agenda of course immediately things started moving i always say you focus on cash you're going to make cash i mean that's really what it is right <laughs> so ooh this is juicy so like hearing your story is so beautiful because as a highly conscious individual, like someone who's channeling, who's connected to psychic inside, right? Who's helping others breaking through and waking up and ascending and advancing and evolving. For you to share your story of opening up to sales is everything because us as light workers healers holistic therapists um readers like spiritual it runs the gamut let alone coaches accountants um you know plumbers <laughs> or systems engineers whatever you're doing marketing like if you cannot receive money you're not in business you're in hobby and my guides are saying and this kind of hurts me to relay this message but my spirit guides are saying you're not in business you're in love which ooh, ooh double sword you, you know what i call it i call it working for likes working for likes because yes and, and this is the reason like wow well, i'm saying about my first drive to start a business it was that one because you know, being a mom, being, a, you know, doing little stuff behind the scenes. I was writing books. I mean, I was doing a lot of things. It's just, I was not really seen. And I was desperate to be seen. I was hungry for that love. Look at me. Look how good I am. Like, uh, receive me. But I could not receive because mm -hmm. that was, I didn't even know that's important because my whole, bro I was brought up with this, you know, in a spiritual community. My father was this big spiritual guru. So I, really was given this premise that money, you know, I mean, it's still such a cliche, right? Money is bad, or, you know, oh my gosh, you shouldn't be ever even wanting this, you're greedy, like, wow, 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 all of that stuff. So that's how I was, <laughs> so for me to begin to open my mouth and say dollar, like I honestly, I was, I remember stuttering, I couldn't do it. I was just like, I understand that other people are doing it, it's just, I'm not allowed. It's right. just, I am that some there's a business out there somewhere but it's just not for me and that's how I lived until I was like wait a sec I, I call it a reality check I, I in fact people started sharing it as a tag, uh, hashtag the reality check is new spirituality the reality check is new spirituality that's what I stand for reality check is, is it really dangerous to charge not really um, is, is actually inspiring. Like for most people I work with, they're like, hey, if, I always say, if I can do it, you can do it because I was so useless. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's hope, you know? And when we're looking at, like I was looking at you, I was looking at many people, you know, when I came to the training and I was looking up to women who were doing it and they are also, they are spiritual, they are psychics, they are intuitive, they didn't compromise but they have, they have a business. And I was like, no, okay, 
this is the reality, not the reality of me that I'm not enough. Somehow it's bad for me, it's dangerous. Like, no, I'm letting that go. I'm gonna heal that. I'm gonna step up for for being actually very useful for people because that's really where the money comes from. <laughs> it's, it's the value exchange. So that those are the things, all things that I learned. I was like, oh my gosh, stop working for likes. Yeah. Stop working for likes and releasing the yearning of see me, validate. Well, I'm gonna put it on me. I was seeking to be validated to um to have someone just love me and and make me feel held um or appreciated greater or recognized um even though when they would i would kind of it would it was like i was a trampoline they would just try and send the love and i would bounce it back like boing 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 oh my gosh so familiar yeah i know yeah, and this this is something that on our own paths, right, on our own journeys as conscious beings, let alone conscious entrepreneurs, this is the stuff that we're processing so that we can continue that ascension path. And I'm curious, was there one point in particular where, like, you could have thrown in the towel like did something happen where you're like you know what this sales thing or this business thing you get like i I don't know if i don't know if i've got what it takes or i don't know Mm. if i can stand this anymore like did that ever happen and if so like how'd you move through that the reason why i ask is because there's somebody listening in or watching in right now who very well could be at that point and they are on the edge of their seat say goddess give me a word right how did you how did you make it through right and you your story may be the only one that their energy can receive to help them shift it so was there a point that you could have thrown in the towel and what did you do to to not right does that make sense mm-hmm. to share? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, maybe more times than I want to admit. <laughs> I mean, recently, I would say even recently. And it's not, like, for me, <clears throat> so I was, I think, things I was, because I'll be teaching in about half an hour, my own clients, it's a certification that they're doing with me. And one of the three three kind of archetypes I wanted to talk about today with them is, scientist a warrior and a fool and i think those are the three that when i have to think about like how, what saves me from you know throwing that towel or whatever say like i'm done with this it's those three because uh, also as an artist i learned to be a scientist i i understand the process i'm not into this because i remember like painting all of this especially this one or any of my paintings and it would be it's like such a mess and you'd think there's no way there's going to be anything but because every time i deliver every time something beautiful comes out of that mess i already know it's going to come out it's just i have to live through the mess and so that is a scientist learn the process learn to obviously advance you know perfect improve your process optimize a cool optimize what you've got there so that is like, but bring in your scientist, which is patience, attention to detail, attention to how, what really makes you, you know, not to 
quit? Uh, what makes you inspired? So I do those things for myself. I take a lot of great care of myself. <laughs> I, those moments come up all the time, especially now. So last of the moments I, I had just a, a few months ago, because I'm, I'm scaling my business, I'm going to the next level. Um, you know, I have great programs I've been organically doing for years. And okay, so now it's time to put it automate, etc. And you know, if you've done that for yourself, Facebook ads, I mean, like shoot me now situation, it takes yeah. a lot of time, patience, and, you, and giving up is always an option because I'm in a good place. I don't really need to, to go to something. It's like, who cares? But there is a, for me, what I bring in my process, my process of motivating myself, thinking about those people. I have so many requests and people I, I can serve but not, at the, not in the business model I have right now, which is, you know, I'm incredibly expensive. So yeah, I understand to work one-on-one -on -one with me. It's like, it's limited for, for people, but that's the, the only way I do it. So that means to take my work to the masses, I have to implement new, new ways, new strategies, new uh, systems. And that takes, because it's like, it's being self-motivated and understanding what's gonna, what's gonna take you there. So my kids is a big motivator for me, you know, colleges, we, everything's coming. So I'm like, connect that with that. Like, don't be abstract about your goals, your monetary goals, because for me, money is still a little, it's like, whatever, like, I'm not really working for money. I, I love my work. I would do it for free. <laughs> That's all of us, right? <laughs> it's just, but money is, is a part of, obviously, of my daily life because I'm running a business. I'm not here to, to you know, just play the game of whatever serving so therefore that is one of the things bring in the sciences know yourself enough to 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 motivate you when you need so uh this the the warrior warrior is come on guys show up consistently so that is something i've been brought up with luckily that i'm very grateful for that that's a russian attitude as well it's like you do what it takes you you show up as an artist, like I worked obsessively, I don't know if it's obsessive, I think it's just discipline. This is what I've seen. My, my, my father modeled that for me. He's a famous artist. And how you get there is not by waiting for inspiration. You just show up in your studio every day and you do your work, whatever. Like, I mean, you just be become that. That's what being an artist is. And business is like, that's how I treat it. I'm a warrior. I'm coming into my training and I'm doing my thing. When the battle is there, I'm going to show up, I'm going to shine, I'm going to do what, you know, what needs to be done. But every day there's this, I call it the donkey's work needs to be done, the, whatever, whatever that is for you, mm. I'm doing. It's just, you know, obviously being kind. I'm very, right now my business model is very easy. It's two hours per day. That's all I work. I, I like my old deliveries are five hours per week. That's it, guys. Like, I mean, I really mastered that because I was a workaholic, so I had to, I really had to get a grip on, on my time and start sharing it with my loved ones <laughs> because they're the first, they're the priority, really. So um, that's the second worry. And the fool, I love that. It's because, you know, you have to blindly believe. I, be, I, I, I know that. You have to have faith in yourself because, yes, people will fail. Guys, let's be honest. I don't know which industry people are in that are watching me, but coaches about like i did i did statistic i speak a lot on stages and i bring out those statistics when i'm talking about charging thousand per hour i always say well you know that most coaches 
throw in the towel in the first year of starting their business. Mm-hmm. 90%. So we're talking about major, like big, huge majority of people who had certified. That doesn't mean anything. And then guess what? Out of those 10% that are left, 60% are making only 30 grand per year. And that's it. I'm not kidding you. I, I've checked the statistics. Wow. Check the numbers. So, so now we're talking about this tiny little 40% left that I have, like really statistically speaking, would be the people who would get to the point where they will be amazingly great, charge a lot. And those are the ones we heard about. Those are the ones we're looking up to. Those are the ones that are everywhere, right? But they had, I mean, consistency, hard, they did the work, no, they are talented. They are not, it, there's no, you know, like accident that they made it. And that's what you need to figure out how to be one of those instead of, you know, like, it's just like, I'm entitled for it to happen. Yeah, but it's more like, no, I, I know that I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, that's what I do. I see people fail all the time. And I just know they might be failing, but that's not me. Yes. I work, I do my stuff, I learn, I invest, I grow. And therefore, I'm, I'm being a fool because of course there's a 50, 50 chance, like realistically speaking, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm the, I'm one of those who's going to make it. And that's how I kind of see myself. So that blind, silly kind of faith being a fool. I, I kind of want to bring the card, the fool card. It's like, yeah, it's being a fool despite everything that you see, despite everybody else is failing, despite everybody else is whinging and whining and the business is hard. I'm going to be the one who's going to love it. Who's going to enjoy it. I, now, I, when I teach my clients a sale, you have to learn to love sales and marketing. Yeah. I know you hate it because you're not successful, but once you start closing your sales, getting those leads from your Facebook lives, you'd be like, I freaking love it. I want to do <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, and, and I always say confidence is earned. It's not faked. Yeah. You said about, you said, uh, you said trust is important. That's how you trust yourself because when you see that actually it's working and this is the scientist, Oh, why did it work? Why did this particular way that I did this Facebook live or did this piece of marketing, why did that work? If you get obsessed with that and you're going to be the warrior and you're going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to really come up every day and I'm going to analyze and I'm going to repeat this and I'm going to be obsessed with conversion and I'm going to be obsessed with closing or what, what's not, whatever that is for you. You will become that kind of, I think those are the three archetypes that helped me not to throw in the towel and not and help me and gonna help me in the future because like I can predict that it's gonna happen because it's hard it takes a lot of things I'm not like I'm not really patient I'm not really detail-oriented but I have to become because like Facebook has that what it takes mm-hmm. right so there we are <laughs> oh my gosh like I'm gonna have to re-listen to this podcast myself because Lyra you are putting down all of the golden nuggets, like all of them. You are brilliant. And the archetypes, those three archetypes are everything. Your clients are so lucky to have you watching over them and motivating them because what I was just overwhelmed with joy hearing in what you were saying is that triad of becoming one who studies herself 
first and foremost, like not waiting for another coach or somebody else or your husband or somebody else to try and validate and study you of like what your, what turns you on, what motivates you. And I'll, I'll put it on me. Like my, my success, my drive comes from having studied how does Victoria work? Like how yes. does it, yeah. And this is like, not just in success and drive, but I'm also talking my health. Okay, so wh how, what does this body need, right? Th that whole archetype of, of the scientist, super duper empowering. And then the archetype, okay, what was the one before? Warrior, warrior, the warrior. So this yeah. consistency is everything, you know, as, as creative entrepreneurs, um, as spiritual entrepreneurs there's this weird funky thing that we have being deeply emotional feeling passionate empathic being <laughs> where we're like i feel like it today and i don't feel like it tomorrow like there's this feeling that can completely sabotage us where we don't have this ability to to take charge of our own energy to really understand that creativity can be conjured. It's not something that you're like, one day I'm gonna figure it all out. You know, that beautiful image of your father showing up every single day, creating art every single day. Like, that was so powerful. And it's one thing I've been talking with so many of my clients about, I'm like, oh, I'm not making enough money. I'm like, well, how many offers are you putting out there? <laughs> right? How many? How, How many people did you actually spoke with? Yes. And <laughs> did, what, you, did you do it all like a big thing once? No. Yeah. No, no. Oh my God, as I'm vibrating with you and I love the fool. And I love that there's this, and you specifically said just blind, silly faith. There's the, yeah. I see in the energy, the part, of um, our mind that would think that faith is silly or has been hypnotized to think yeah. that faith is silly or that expecting good is silly or that um, believing in yourself is silly. Uh, right in, um, in shamanic medicine, we call that like the good wolf, the good wolf versus the bad wolf. And the bad wolf is always gonna have crap to say, he's always gonna be fighting. Um, they they never stop fighting and there's that part in the mind that would doubt that the vision that source has given us is real but the other two archetypes that you shared just now are what bring the manifestation from vision down into reality but if we can't see it in the first place like being the fool being the one who can see and believe that it's possible right if we don't have vision, we're not able to even access um, that, that bringing that into physical reality. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, when, when I teach, uh, I used to work with couples. I mean, I occasionally, it depends, would, would take life coaching clients or couples or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the things it's, you know, like, okay, you know, somebody, he cheated. I can't trust him. What can I do? They want to restore the marriage. So what do you do? And so I'm talking about trust as something you can actually restore. And there's a method to it. There's a process to it. So the scientists, if you start actually looking at how trust is made, 
and trust translates into faith, it's actually, it's all internal. You have to be, begin with trusting yourself. And trusting yourself is not really something you can just insist on and say, I'm going to trust myself. No, you're going to prove yourself that you're trustworthy because you're going to follow, up, follow through with everything you say you, you're going to do. And one of the exercises I give to those couples, those people in the couple, that, you know, put things in your calendar and follow through. And that's your job for a week. And then at the end of the week, they're like, oh my gosh, I trust myself. I can make decisions. I'm, I'm not like some kind of like a thing that doesn't know what to do. I, I can be trusted. And therefore they project this is a psychological phenomena. Once you feel it in yourself, you project it onto others and then they become more trusting towards the partners and then guess what that translates into i trust the universe mm. i trust god i'm actually i can rely on this thing there is a there's a point to this there's an order to this and i really but what you have to do like where it begins is can i follow through with what i said because if you can't then that's where why the lack of trust is there and for entrepreneurs that's so easy just, you know, make little goals and make them happen. Tick your, I always say, tick your boxes, tick your boxes. Don't leave it. Don't drag on all those projects because obviously we, are, we have tendencies. I, when I started out, I used to have those unfinished projects all over the place. And then when I, because I was working with others and doing, you know, preaching others. And then I'm like, why am I not? This is the same thing. I can do it in business. Follow through, complete things, harvest, harvest the, the results. And then it's, you know, that, that's where the actual success is coming from. It's those little things building up. I love it. I love it. And it's so true, right? Creating our own momentum of trust in ourselves. Like this, here's the thing. Lyra, goddess, you have got like a mountain of wisdom. Like this is only the tip of the iceberg. And I know I'm, re I'm receiving joy and nourishment myself from getting to hear from you and I am so full of appreciation and I know my listeners who are tuning in right now are feeling the same way so here it is I always ask I want to know where do we get to go and celebrate you like it is so joyful and pleasurable and empowering to get to celebrate other conscious entrepreneurs who know what the hell they're doing and doing it big and sharing abundantly. Like, who, like for you guys, I want us to know where do we get to go and celebrate you? Tell us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, the best thing is uh, start following me on Facebook guys. I mean, that's the easiest. I do a lot of uh, trainings online, Facebook, the way that I show up in the world um the, there's a special group that's called wednesday workshops for high-end coaches so i don't know today's wednesday so i will be teaching there today later on and it's very deep we're talking about coaching how to get effects how to be really effective get those fast results for your clients uh, we're talking about how to create five-figure offers that's my specialty is how to elevate yourself to the five-figure coach um, you know, I mean, five, this is what you charge, like thousand per hour. That's what we're talking about. I mean, way more, really, honestly, that's where I think coaches need to be because they transform lives. So yes, it's worth everything. It's just, you need to understand how it's done. I teach marketing, sales, obviously all of that stuff. Um, I, 
I call it controversial because it goes against the grain of many of the whatever you get there on marketing tricks. <laughs> I teach marketing from the heart. There's no script, sales, the same, no script. I call saying practical approach to sales. That's what I believe works very well for that kind of pricing. That's what I do. So it's very straight. It's just very normal. And all of that is in that Facebook uh, Wednesday workshops for high-end coaches international. Because I work with people all over the world. So there they are gathering and listening and connecting and learning. So this is what we do. That's the best. And then from that group, you can find all sorts of things there. You know, there's offers. There's obviously schoolofinspiredlife.com has got all my details more more resources for people so thank you i love it i love it and i'm excited to tune in to that that facebook like i want to see i will be able to be online but i'm definitely going to peek at the recording but oh my god is thank you for that yeah and thank you for coming on the podcast and just sharing your wisdom so abundantly it is so juicy to get to witness you and to just receive more of that energetic encodement. Just thank you so much. Thank you, Victoria. That was amazing here. And it was just, what, what I felt was like this vibe that we have. It's, this, it's just awesome. It's really awesome. I think you, you, you get this, you understand what we're talking about. Because I think it's like archetypally, this is our path. As spiritual entrepreneurs, we have to figure things out. And it's almost inevitable that we go that way and we become more real and we become more disciplined and we become more courageous in our work. And that's what I see. I see you like that. And I'm very, very grateful to be here. Thank you. Yay, 100%. I received that. And thank you, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So thank I'm going to turn it over now to our listeners so if this is your first podcast episode here on the journeypreneur podcast welcome thank you for tuning in make sure you hit the subscribe button on itunes and while you're at it give us a five-star review in that five-star review there's the comment box this is episode 105 let us know what was the one thing that lyra said that just opened your heart and opened your mind. I would love to see that. And to those of you who are tuning in who have been supporting the podcast, thank you, thank you. I love reading your stories. Thank you for liking, sharing, and supporting. This is spreading powerful, powerful information to our tribe worldwide. So mwah, big hugs and love to you. And as always, to end the episode, I'm going to say it, please enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. We'll see you in the next podcast episode.